promise we're gonna be this way Your life's a joke, you're broke Your love life's D.O.A. It's like you're always stuck in second gear When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month Or even your year But I'll be there for you Hello, this is Jessica Jimeno And you are listening to Flip Switch the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. To help us close out the series of three podcasts called The Friendship Series, I am playing the iconic Friends theme song I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts. Part 1 was called What Not To Do When Your Friend Has A Mood Disorder. Part 2 was called Here's What To Do When Your Friend Has A Mood Disorder. And now you are listening to Part 3. How to be a good friend when you have a mood disorder. Helping us explore friendship is college student Ellie, who bravely battles depression and ADHD or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. This podcast is an eye-opener both for people with mental illnesses and those who love them. Together, we'll discuss obstacles having a mood disorder can present to finding friends. We'll also talk about something less obvious, the qualities of people with mood disorders that can actually make them great friends. In the end, we will brainstorm three qualities people with mental illnesses should demonstrate in friendships. Hi, my name is Ellie. I'm 21 years old and I live in Iowa City, Iowa, going to school at the University of Iowa. What are your diagnoses? I was diagnosed with ADHD and depression in June of 2009. What is it about having mental illnesses that can be an obstacle to maintaining solid friendships? Being able to connect with people or just being able to feel like I can be myself is really difficult sometimes. I experience stigma all the time, especially with people that don't know me as well. The second I say I have ADHD, they look at me like their world has just ended or like I have some magic disease that they might catch. It hurts me, but it also, it helps me see who I shouldn't be friends with. People think, even my closest friends sometimes, I think they do kind of think there's a degree of unintelligence because of my ADHD. Another obstacle is I'll make jokes and there are also times where I have pretty much no ability to control what comes out of my mouth sometimes. So word vomit with me is prevalent. There will be times where I'll say things and I didn't even know they were going to come out of my mouth until I heard them. Sometimes it can be hurtful and I apologize immediately. And sometimes my ADHD makes me do things that I wouldn't normally do. I will always take 100% responsibility for my actions because it is my fault. But my ADHD plays a huge factor in who I am and the things I do. So it's just kind of reaching a level of understanding between me and my friends that it is my fault, but there's this thing going on in my brain that sometimes it makes it really difficult for me to control what I'm doing, even if I have no intention of doing it or I don't mean it. So the things you say, sometimes you don't mean them, but they can be hurtful. Yeah, I'll always apologize, but there's also the ADHD that's affecting the things I do and say. Sometimes trying to explain that to people doesn't always work and they might think I'm making excuses. This also happens with other mental illnesses. A lot of people with bipolar disorder, some of them, not all, say things that they don't mean that they regret later on. And they said that when they were really manic. Or people with depression can say things when they're depressed that they don't really believe. So you take responsibility for your actions, but there's also this other factor that is hugely influencing you and that's the presence of mental illness. 
I'm in combat with my brain all the time trying to make the right choices. Once my friend was going through a really difficult time with a health problem and I made a joke about it being an STD and it's not funny. And she looked at me like, what is wrong with you? And it was funny in my head, but it came out really sarcastic and really inappropriate. She ended up crying and I felt horrible. And that's not something I would ever normally say. And it's not something I would ever normally think. What do you wish people without mental illnesses understood about people with mental illnesses? Our brains just don't work the same way that yours do. We can't deal with things the same way. Like the breakup, there are people that are going to deal with it one way and maybe they will be over it in a week and a half, but I can't get over things that easily. It's not a one size fits all. It's going to be a lot more difficult for me to deal with certain things than it will be for you who doesn't have a mental illness. In a certain situation I'm in right now, I'm dealing with somebody who's constantly negative, badgering everyone and really mean to everyone she's around. While the other people aren't as bothered by it, it's really difficult for me to put that stuff out of my head. All that negativity makes it a lot harder for me to deal with everyday life. The things that are really simple for one person aren't going to be really simple for another. That's really important to understand. What about having a mental illness can actually make someone a better friend? People with ADHD tend to think of really creative solutions to problems. We also have the ability to be hyper-focused. So if somebody comes to me with a problem, I will focus on that person's problem. I can come up with really creative solutions that maybe somebody else wouldn't have thought of. It also makes me really empathetic to other people's situations. Dealing with what I have to deal with every day, when somebody comes to me with a problem and I can see that kind of hurt in them, I would do anything to prevent that person from having that kind of pain. Can you give an example of a time when you deeply felt another person's pain? One of my really close friends is 21 as well, and she has a three-year-old son. The son's father has never been in the picture. She's always just worked minimum wage jobs to pay for everything for her son. There was a time where she had to pay an outstanding fine. She just didn't have the money. And so I went to my ATM, withdrew $100, and gave it to her and said, you need this far more than I do. Your son needs it. And I care about both of you too much to let anything bad happen to you. I also helped her create a budget and help her set up a bank account, look into college savings plans for her son because her parents had never shown her those things. Being a business major and having my parents who have instilled that stuff in me, I felt like it was my duty to help her. I've given her some toys that my brothers and I don't use anymore. I've played with her son and I've tried to help teach him things. What are three qualities people with mental illnesses should demonstrate with friends? Being patient, being open and honest, and being willing to take 100% responsibility for your actions. It's important for people with mental illness to be patient. If you don't have a physical or mental ailment, it's really tough to understand how the other half lives. Especially with mental illness, it's hard to imagine how your brain could work any differently than it does already. And you have to be willing to explain what you're going through. Be completely open because you can't expect anybody else to try and understand you if you won't allow them the information they need to try to be that understanding friend. 
And the third quality? Be really responsible for your actions. So if you have depression or bipolar disorder and you made plans to go out with somebody and you just didn't show up, you have to explain to them that you were depressed at that time and you are very sorry. If you don't apologize, it makes you look like a jerk for blowing things off. There have been plenty of times where I've made plans that I'm so excited about. It'll come to the time and I'm just really not feeling it. It's not anything I can control. So I'll stay home that night. If I apologize afterwards, most people are willing to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were going through something or, oh, that's okay, maybe next time. But if you're not willing to explain your situation, you can't expect people to be forgiving. To conclude, people with mental illnesses are constantly overcoming hardship. Because of this, they understand pain more deeply than most people. The ability to feel another person's pain so deeply as if it were your own is what makes people like Ellie special. Ellie springs to action to help others. If you don't have a mental illness, I encourage you to remember the good that people with mental illnesses can bring to relationships, not just the obstacles. And if you do have a mood disorder, harness your painful experiences into a force for good. Be like Ellie. Don't just see other people's pain. Do something about it. Thank you for helping me finish these three podcasts in the Friendship Series. Before the next podcast, you can always hear other podcasts and read my blogs on the Flipswitch page at www.bpkids.org forward slash flipswitch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Until next time, this is Jessica Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flipswitch. I'll be there for you.